Most Hui communities in Beijing tend to have their own mosques, and at the heart of this epicentre of Hui identity sits the largest and oldest mosque in the city. Nuiji Mosque sits in a quiet, grassy area behind the main Nuiji Street, accessed through a slim side alley. It's a landmark of old Beijing, dating back to the Tang Dynasty, though the current building was constructed in the early Ming years following the ruin of the older structure by fire. The history of these walls reflects the adaptive nature of Hui identity. By the time this current structure was built, the Hui had been in the city for perhaps two centuries, the descendant of Arab, Turkic, and Persian merchants and soldiers, who intermarried into the local Han population. The architecture of the building is a testament to this past, with its terracotta roof and traditional facade adorning the outside. Red, white, gold, and black dominate the colours of the building, a popular pattern in many traditional Chinese buildings. Delegations from Islamic nations often find themselves on the mosque's grounds for diplomatic events hosted by the Chinese government. It's also a well-known tourist destination, with regular tours available for respectively dressed visitors, while the square outside has recently received renovations from the city authorities. All in all, Nuija Mosque appears as a venerable component of Beijing's city fabric. Inside the building, the view becomes a little more complicated, a little less harmonious with the city's Han-dominated landscape. Old Arabic calligraphy stretches across the ceiling and walls, faded, but still beautiful. Here, in the orderly prayer hall of Nuija Mosque, lies the heart of traditional Hui Islamic identity. Congregations continue to gather here, as they have for the last millennia. While the vast majority of China's Muslims fit under the banner of Sufi Islam, different schools have played a major role in shaping the everyday practice of the religion from its arrival in the 8th century. The conservative and ancient Gedimu, the reformist Yihawani, and the myriad number of Sufi schools all have origins outside of China, but have been heavily influenced to varying degrees by long exposure with Chinese Confucian ethics in everyday life. By contrast, the Xi Daotong, or Hall of the Western Pathway, has its origins within China, with its doctrines developing out of texts written in Chinese rather than Arabic. Despite this colourful array of theological diversity, sectarian divisions among Kuwait and Beijing tend to mean far less than in the Western heartland of Chinese Islamic communities. Surrounded by Han, internal divisions tend to be subdued in face of living in an overwhelmingly Han environment. Here, Kuwait are Kuwait because their parents were Kuwait, and some would not even be able to distinguish between the various Sufi orders. Or would hold the difference between the old and new teachings is that the followers of the Gedimu are not supposed to eat crab or rabbit. In the plural environment of the West, mosques were often the centre of revolt against imperial authority. In Qian City, Gansu province, the Hui community still annually mourned the violent crushing of a revolt there in 1873. Luigi Mosque, by contrast, host tablets inscribed with the proclamations of Qing emperors. While most popular stories of the mosque's founding involve imperial patronage of journeying holy men of one form or another. Perhaps these tablets, ancient and preserved as they are, provide the clearest insight into the mosque's situation. Even here, in this sanctuary of the faithful and of Hui identity, one cannot escape the weight of negotiating with the Han-dominated state, both past and present. I think that's a valuable insight to hold on to, as we'll leave the old walls of this building behind and emerge once again into the ever-changing streets of Nuijit.